Or maybe, or maybe your daughter sends you a text at 10.15 at night and says, Dad, the SWAT team has come to my dorm. I don't know what... I'm not making this stuff up, y'all. And you're thinking, wow, if I only had a little more faith. It turned out okay, by the way. It turned out okay. Or when we see the words of Jesus in Matthew 28, and he says, go into all the world and tell the good news and make disciples. And you think, all the world? I don't even know if I can do that in my own house. I don't know if I can do it in my own neighborhood or in Gadsden or... But all the world, Lord, increase my faith. Wow. I look at the disciples in their situation, and I wonder what they were thinking. But then I, you go back a few, if you hold your finger there at Luke 17, and you go back to Luke 9, you see Jesus giving his disciples the authority to go out and to, make, uh, to, make, to tell the good news and to, to cast out demons and to heal diseases and all of this stuff. And they actually go out and they actually do it. And when he tells them to go out and do it, none of them say, increase our faith, Lord. Increase our faith and we'll do it. They just go out and do it. They had been called. They had gone. They had cast out demons. They had healed people in Jesus' name. And they just did it. But now they're saying, if only I had the faith. It makes you wonder what Jesus had just said that made them say, if I only had the faith. And if you just back up just a little bit to the first four verses of Luke 17, you find that Jesus was saying, it would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the sea than for you to be a stumbling block to one of my little ones. And I think, boy, I don't want to be a stumbling block. I don't want to be a stumbling block to my own children. I don't want to be a stumbling block to your children. I don't want to be the one that says... Uh, oh, look Look what he did. And so I might look at that and say, wow, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some more faith. And then Jesus asked him to do something even harder. He said, not only might you be a stumbling block to somebody else, somebody might make you stumble. As a matter of fact, somebody might hurt you really, really bad. And you know what you got to do when somebody hurts you like that? Forgive them. Well... Maybe just once. No, Jesus said forgive them if they do it seven times in a row. Okay, we need to say a word about forgiveness here, about what it's not. Forgiveness is not saying what the other person did is okay. You hear me on that? It's not saying what they did is okay. Forgiveness in this sense is, is not an excuse to stay in an abusive relationship. This forgive someone seven times, unfortunately has been twisted around sometimes by people as an excuse for you to stay in a relationship that's abusive, and that's not what this means. What it means is, I have to let go from, from in here, every time I feel that hurt, I've gotta let it go again. Even if I have to do it seven days a week, I have to let it go. I'm sure that you have had the news or social media or some kind of news feed, and you've been even maybe talking around, uh, with, with people uh, around you about uh, the story this week where the police officer, Amber Geiger, uh, was, was in the sentencing phase of her, her trial. She 
had been convicted for, she was a police officer, came home to her apartment and uh, had her uniform on and everything, her gun on her hip, and she went into what she thought was her apartment. Did y'all see that? She went into what she thought was her apartment and thinking it was her apartment, there was a man sitting on the couch and she thought he was an intruder when she was actually in his apartment, he was eating ice cream. And she said, let me see your hands, pull her gun. He didn't respond quickly enough and she shot and killed him. And it was public trials, lots of speeches, lots of tears, lots of everything over this situation. And she was sentenced, and then as a part of the sentencing, and, and again, if you're an attorney and I get this wrong, come, just raise your hand and say, objection. No, don't do that. But if I get it wrong, come and tell me afterwards. But as a part of the sentencing, um, the um, family of the victims get to say something to the one who was convicted. And the, and the brother of Botham, Gene Brandt is his name, the brother got up there and looked at Amber uh, Geiger and said, I forgive you. And then she, then he looked at the judge and he said, can I give her a hug? Now that's very unusual. I, not in the courtroom, but that's very unusual. And then a moment that I'm sure that we've all seen, uh, he comes down and he hugs her and embraces her. He said, I forgive you. And you say, well, what a beautiful thing he did for her. But I want you to know it was a beautiful thing he did for Brant. Because guess who got to walk out of there without carrying that burden of forgiveness? He did. He did. So you must forgive. Which makes us say, ooh, if I only had the faith because they hurt me really bad. If I only had the faith, maybe I could do that. Maybe it's the prospect of having to really forgive somebody that caused the disciples to say, I need more faith. Because you see, I think the greatest challenge we have is just kind of the everyday faithfulness stuff. The everyday faithfulness stuff. So what did Jesus say in reply to this request? If I only had the faith, did he say, okay, here you go. Here's some more faith for you. He didn't say that. And what he did say to them, if we have eyes and ears to hear, can be lessons of faith to us. Here's, here's lesson number one. He said in verse five, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say the mulberry tree, be uprooted, planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Lesson number one is, it's not the quantity of faith that counts, it's the quality. They were asking God to, Lord, to increase their faith. And Jesus said, all you need is just a little bit of the real thing. If it's the real thing, all you need is a little bit. I think today we have a quantity of what I would call lip service faith. We say we have faith, you know. We say, I trust God. And yet, in reality, we still want to be in control, don't we? We want to say, okay, the Lord is my co-pilot, but I'm going to be the pilot. Oh, yes, I trust you, Lord, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. That's not the real thing. That's not really faith. Or we say, Lord, I, I trust you, uh, but you know, uh, there's a lot of scary stuff going on, so uh, I'm going to stay up all night worrying about it. But I trust you, God. 
that's not really, really faith, is it? Or if we say, you know, I, I trust you, Lord, but I just can't forgive them. They just hurt me too bad. Or we say, I trust you, Lord, and I can forgive them, but I can't forgive myself because I know how badly I messed up. But it's not the quantity, it's the quality. A little bit, a little bit of the real thing. A little bit. You know what? All the faith that a child really needs is enough to rest secure in her parents' arms. That's, that's all you need. Just to say, God, I know you got this. I'm not sure about everything else, but I know you got this because you got me. So lesson number one is the quality. It's a little bit of the real thing. Lesson number two, this is great news, y'all. God has already, already given you the faith that you need. Already given it. When Jesus said, if you, if you only had the faith, there, there are two forms in the, in the Greek language that could have taken. One is the, the future conditional clause, which says, if you were to have the faith of a mustard seed, all right? If, if you were to have. The other is, is the present reality conditional clause, which says, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, and you do. Now, guess which one of those Jesus used? He used that second one. He said, if you had the mustard seed amount of faith, and you do. You've already got what you need. This is, this is a truth that we see all throughout Scripture, and, and I, I printed it on your outline, uh, by the way, but I'll just read a portion of this from Second Peter uh, chapter 1. His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness. His divine power has given us already everything needed for life and godliness. If I only had the faith, God's already given it. That brings us to the third lesson. Our prayer maybe should be, instead of, Lord, increase my faith, maybe it should be, release my faith. It's there. Just help me release it. This whole idea of, of thinking of the Wizard of Oz uh, might seem a little bit strange to you. It's maybe not the strangest thing you've heard me do, uh, but it might seem a little bit strange, but I want to kind of put this together for you because you see the scarecrow and the lion and the tin man and Dorothy all went to see the wizard because they were looking for something they thought they didn't have, right? Uh, the scarecrow wanted a brain, the lion wanted courage, the tin man wanted what? A heart, and poor Dorothy just wanted to go home. And when they got there, you remember how disappointed they were when they had all the fire and the smoke and everything, and they found out it was just an old man behind a, a curtain pulling levers and pushing buttons and everything. And he didn't give them what they wanted, did he? But you know what? He reminded them. He reminded them that all along their journey, they had already shown what they were looking for. Uh, all along the journey, the scarecrow had already acted with intelligence and the lion had shown courage and the tin man had shown heart. Everything they needed only needed to be released, you see. 
And even Dorothy, how close to home was she? All she had, she can't see me, but I'm clicking my heels together right now. All she had to do was click her heels and say, there's no place like home. Look, I know that any illustrations can be taken way too far and stretched way too far. I don't mean to do that today because I'm certainly not saying that God is like the Wizard of Oz and he's, you know, some old man behind a curtain pulling, pulling levers and pressing buttons. But I do want you to see this. God's already at work in our lives. Already in our everyday lives. Already. So what if we prayed, Lord, would you just release that faith that's already there? Would you help me just let go and to let you do what you want to do? How do we do that? How do we release our faith? Sometimes it's just taking just a little bit of step of faith. Just a little bit of step where you can't see. Just a little step. Sometimes that looks like just having enough faith to stick your legs out of bed and get going in the morning. Maybe you've never been there, but sometimes that's a step of faith. Amen? Are you all with me this morning? Sometimes it's, it's taking a step where you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. This is way out of my comfort zone, Lord. But I'm going to trust you, and I'm just going to take a little step of faith. Just a little bit. Maybe it's something that you've been holding on to, some, some worry or some, some, I don't know if I can forgive this person. But you just say, Lord, I'm just going to, if you'll just release that little bit of faith, I'm just going to try to hold, uh, let go of it and, and let you do what you need to do. Here's another way that we, we release that faith is we, we serve. We, we just release our faith in the form of service. Now, when I say service, I'm not talking about something that's glamorous. I'm not talking about something that's exciting as uprooting a tree and tossing it into the sea. I'm just talking about the simple everyday acts of service that we do. You know, I thought about that. Uh, last night we were coming home and we, we drove by the, the site of that huge warehouse fire on Highway 77 and, and, and 11 and it's still smoldering, by the way. They're still, they, last night they were still spraying water on that thing. But the day that it happened, I saw, I saw firefighters from all over the place. And, and here's what's so great about our, our everyday heroes is instead of running away from trouble, they run toward trouble because they want to help. And they want to, they want to help their community. They want to save lives. And if you were to go up to one of those people and you were to say, man, you're a hero, they would say, we're just doing our job. Isn't that what the scripture said? that we just read from Jesus, I'm just, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to. I'm just doing my job. That's how we release our, our faith, is to just faithfully do what God has put in front of us to do, not expecting a pat on the back or anything like that, but knowing our own weakness, right, and knowing that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. I want to do, do one thing and ask you to do this for me. Um, if, if you don't mind, just close your eyes for just a second. And I want you to answer this in your own heart, just for you, not for somebody else, just for you. I want you to finish this sentence. 
if I only had the faith, I would. Then fill in the blank. Fill in the blank for your own life. If I only had the faith, I would. I would what? Okay, now open your eyes to the good news. Because it's already there. It's already there. Let's pray. Lord, we come to uh, your table on this World Communion Sunday. And we remember how that you emptied yourself. Even though you were equal with God and you did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped. You humbled yourself and emptied yourself and took on the form of a servant, becoming obedient even unto death on a cross. And this you did out of love for us. Thank you for giving us everything that we need for life and godliness. Release it now as we come to your table and remember what you did for us. Release that faith in us. In Jesus' name.